Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. My name is Jonah, and today's going to be a little different. Uh, as you can maybe tell, it's uh, not really going to be like a normal format of an episode. Um, instead, it's going to be very relaxed. Um, not saying that the other episodes aren't, um, but uh, my heart, especially with this episode, is just to be as real and vulnerable and just laid back as I can, uh, not to worry as much about the production or uh, about getting everything right. I know for me, I stutter a lot. I struggle with that. And uh, so often when I record these episodes, um, I'm I'm telling myself all the time, like, don't stutter, don't stutter, don't stutter. And uh, today, I'm, I'm <laughs> if I stutter, I stutter. Um, so today's going to be just a very laid back episode. Um, but what we're talking about today, um, as with any day that we talk, but especially this day, um, it's something that is very, uh, very special to me, very, um, very real to me, and also just something that, uh, that, that if, if, if I died tomorrow, this would be the, the only thing that I would want people to know. And today I'm going to be talking about um, how I came to know Jesus as the Lord um, of my life, and, and how that came to be. And so I'm going to be sharing with you my story and. Um, and I, um, I'm really excited to be able to do that, even though maybe right now I look like, you know, super laid back and chill. Um, I guess the reason why I am is just I'm, I'm thinking about how much of an honor, of an honor and how much really honestly it's a miracle that you, which has a completely different story than me, that has completely different experiences, um, things that you're going through, things that you've been through, um, just different things in your day-to-day life um, that you, with everything that you have, you're taking time to learn about me, and uh, that just blows my mind. <laughs> it blows my mind. Um, but uh, in saying that, I wanted to open up today and uh, and invite you into um, 2011. 2011 was the the year of my life where I uh, I the very first time I said, Jesus, take my life. I'm done. And my life is yours. And uh, he changed my life from that moment on all the way till now. Um, Every single day, I I can always look back on that moment. And that was the defining moment of my life where I finally um, saw the purpose of life. And I I felt um, Jesus for who he was, not just hearing about him or um, having uh, just all these like preconceived notions of who Jesus was and what the media says and everything, but actually seeking him and finding him. And, um, and not only that, but knowing who I am, through, through that moment, I was able to um, realize that my identity was not uh, the things that I was good at or the things that I had or the people that were around me or my talents or, or my experiences, but my identity goes far beyond anything that I can find or anything that I can produce, but my identity is found in my creator, and through my creator, I can know who I am and who I was made to be, and so 2011, oof. 2011. And so opening up with uh, with today, I wanted to, to read um, this this verse from Ephesians 3. And in this, Paul is, is writing to the Ephesian church, um, basically in prison, um, going through a lot of uh, a lot of hurt, a lot of heartache, a lot of brokenness, and pretty much every sense of that word. And he's writing the Ephesian church this. And so I want to I want to read this. This is Ephesians 3. Verse 12 down to 21. 
verse 12 to 21. This is what he says. I'm going to be reading from the ESV, uh, English Standard Version. Um, the Basically, all that means is that it's a translation of the scripture. Um, uh, but it, no matter what translation you read, it's uh, the, the meaning is the same. But it's just different words that are used to, to get across that meaning. And so, anyway. So this is Ephesians 3, 12, all the way down to 21. In Christ, we have boldness to access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is for your good. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, that he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, and the height, and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than anything we ask or think, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in, the, in, the, in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. To be honest with you, up until 2011, I, if I read something like this, honestly, I would just be so confused. <laughs> I would be so confused. Um, there's there's maybe things in what I just read that um, that would have made sense. Like, okay, it talked a lot about, you know, God has like some crazy love for us and Jesus is a big deal and Paul is somehow suffering for that cause. Um, I wouldn't really know why he would be suffering. It wouldn't really make sense. Um, if anything, I think, you know, maybe Paul is suffering because it makes him feel closer to God or feel closer to Christ. Um, but honestly, I would be so just lost on what was just uh, read. If anything, that's what's so crazy. Every single time I read the Bible now, and, and, I, and it just becomes so alive to me and it's so real. And I, I get to know more about my creator and more about me through it. And it just blows my mind that there was a time in my life where that was not the case and how I didn't really care to know him and I didn't really care to, um, to, to, um, to, to really seek him at all. And so thinking back at that moment before, in order for me to share, you know, how Jesus became Lord in my life, I have to share about um, what led up to that. Um, I already shared in the last episode, so if you haven't read or haven't listened to the last episode, you can go back and, and watch that or listen to that um, in order to get more of a context of what I, how I grew up and, and, and what I was exposed to and stuff like that. Um, but in saying that, if you haven't listened to the last episode, I did not really grow up in the church. I didn't really um, grow up in a household that really was um, centered around Jesus or around the Bible. Um, the, my parents, uh, believed in Jesus. They, I, I, I know they had a relationship with him, but it wasn't anything that me as a child knew. Um, my, my parents uh, took us to church. Um, there were seasons where we went to church more and, um, and, and many seasons, um, especially w with, uh, 2011 that we were not, and uh, we had nothing to do with it. And, um, so in 2011, um, I, growing up, my family always went through turmoil and everything, and and uh, there was always the talk about divorce, 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 and um, it was something that me and my siblings never really thought was possible, or nor would happen. 
well, it eventually happened. And so it was March 2011 um, when I found out uh, before any of my other siblings. It was just because I was curious and I was uh, I was putting my nose in places uh, where uh, where it shouldn't have been. And I found out that my parents not only were seeking divorce, um, but uh, but that there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that uh, that uh, that I wouldn't wish upon any kid. Um, and, uh, just a lot of stuff going on there that, um, when I found out about it, it just, I, I remember the day, I remember the day like it was yesterday. I remember, um, driving with my mom to drop off my older brother, um, down to the college that he was going to. And I remember we dropped him off. And as we were on the way back, uh, we were, just, we were on vacation during that time. And so as we were driving back to where we were, um, where we were spending our vacation, I confronted my mom about, you know, hey, mom, like, you know, like, be honest with me, like, what's going on? And that was when my mom confirmed it. Um, I always knew there's something going on, but my mom confirmed that um, that my parents were getting divorced. And um, I remember as soon as she said that, I, <laughs> I remember, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because like, it's just so crazy to look back on it. But I remember as she told me, I, I said, no 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 my mom's like no yes yes it's happening and I was like no 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 and um I remember that moment just being so disbelief but at the moment like everything crashing down in the sense of like everything you thought couldn't happen happened and um I don't know if you've ever been in a place like that where um you just you're like well I never thought it things would happen this way and it has and now I'm at a loss for words I don't know what to think um Kind of like what uh, what we just read when Paul was saying, you know, now to him who is able to do far abundantly any more than anything we can ask or imagine, you know, there's moments in our life that that that, that happens in a good way where we look at a circumstance we're like, whoa, I never thought it would happen like this. Whoa, it's so awesome. But then also there's other times where like we look at things that go far beyond anything that we could have imagined it to go like, and that was one of those moments. So that was in March of 2011. And at this point in my life, I was I was in high school and everything, and um and I was dating a girl for a year at this point, and uh, awesome girl, very beautiful girl, um one that that I loved with all my heart. And I read a quote um around the time I gave my my life to the Lord, and it was a quote from a, a man named Martin Luther, and Martin Luther was a um was a was someone who nailed um all these problems with the Catholic Church upon the Catholic door. Uh, at the Catholic Church door, um, and Martin Luther was basically kicked out of the Catholic Church, and through Martin Luther is the uh, where the Protestant movement came from. And so Martin Luther has this quote where he says, whatever your heart confides in and finds comfort in, that is your God. That is your God. And that's a quote that has always stood with me ever since I, 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 I heard it or read it. And um, when I think about that quote, I think about in March, um, what w I was, I asked myself a lot, you know, what was my gods at that point? Because it wasn't, it wasn't Jesus. Like, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't, my life wasn't his. So if anything, I, for, for one, I was my God. Like I dictated what I did and how I did it. And, um, and I was, uh, I would say, you know, this is what my future is going to be. This is what, you know, I'm going to do today. Um, but also the girl that I was dating, she was my God as well. 
that whenever I was struggling with something, I would go to her. I would depend on her and I would worship her. I would put her on a pedestal. I would add worth to her that that she could never measure up to. She could never amount to. She was that we as people are never we were never made to be on pedestals and on that positions where we are dependent on um, as as if like, you know, to in, in the act of worship in that way. And so I made her my God. And I remember when when March happened, when when I found out about the divorce and everything, I couldn't tell my my siblings because if I told my siblings, and they would know. And uh, my parents said, "Hey, you know, don't tell them. I want to we, we you know we want to tell everybody later." And so I, I turned to the girl I was dating, and um, the relationship that we we had was not a very pure relationship. Um, it was a, a a for the most part, it was uh, what you would think of as like a high school relationship where um, you leaned on every, every them for everything, and um, it was just not a good good relationship in that way. Um, but uh, I remember in March finding about finding out about the divorce, and that was when um, just it was a lot of brokenness in that. In April, though, it was the day after prom, and I remember um, my mom didn't want me to date in high school, and so I when prom came, I developed this plan to lie about, you know, who was driving who, um, at this point I couldn't drive. And so I, I made this plan like, okay, well, you know, I convinced my mom, Hey, can, can we drive, uh, can, can, you know, y'all drive us up to prom and then her family would drive us back. And, um, and my plan was to call her during prom and say, Hey, you know, she, um, you know, her mom got sick, you know, can we just drive her, uh, drive her home? And but but the, but the problem happened is that the girl that I went to prom with she got really sick all through prom, so the entire junior prom she was sick, which was fine. But but the problem was is that I was so distracted by that and trying to help her with that that I never was able to call my mom and say like hey like plans changed. So long story short, um, stuff hits the fan in in, in every way, and uh, my mom's mad because uh, you know she thought that her mom was going to pick her up, and I have to be honest with her and say no, mom, that was never the case. I lied to you, everything. So I remember going home, I remember uh, just getting into the house, and just having that shame, kind of like that. Oh my goodness, you know, like I've blown it. And uh, I remember my mom saying something through her temper um, that that was a catalyst for pretty much everything that follow. She said one thing. She said, Jonah, you need to think about your life. You need to think about where it's going. Um, and uh, <laughs> it was like a, one of the like typical mom quotes, you know. Um, but she's like, you know, you need to think about your life. And I remember going to bed that day. And that was the very first time I ever thought about, wait a minute. Like, what am I doing? You know, who am I? Like, wh- where, where do I want to go? You know, and it was one of those moments. It was like that that moment where like everything clicked. You're like, whoa, like there is so much more to life than now. But what is there? And 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 there's all these unanswered questions. Or yeah, there's like I, I didn't have the answers for it. But there's the very first moment that I actually thought about. It, I said, you know what, what's going on? Why am I here? And so I remember I woke up the next day, and it was the weirdest thing in the world. I I just I I felt with everything that I needed to break up with the girl that I was dating. And it made no sense because she was like, my God, like she was who I turned to. She was who I could fight it in and, and, and everything. But it was just like, I, it was the strangest feeling that I needed to break up with, with the girl that I was dating. 
And looking back, I can see how the Lord used that in order to to allow me to be in a place, a vulnerable place, where I could get to know Him and lean on Him and depend on Him instead of depending on someone else and and missing it and being so distracted by that. And but at the time I didn't know it, but there was just a strong sense that I couldn't I couldn't you know escape it. So I remember calling her up and and uh, long story short, we broke up. And I remember just feeling like so just bad about that because I was saying what is going on you know my parents are getting divorced and breaking up with a girl randomly for no reason like you know like what's wrong with me and so that was April 2011 so in May May I was just broken uh, a lot of just all that stuff going on I remember May was the very first time that I I ever had the thought you know well right now I feel like I'm at at the end I remember this time struggling with uh, suicidal thoughts um, it was never anything I acted upon by the grace of God but it was something I thought about you know like it doesn't even matter that I'm here you know um, you know if, if my family's falling apart and my relationships are falling apart like what do I have left you know I don't even know who I am I thought I knew who I was but who I thought I was was wrapped around all these things that now are failing you know and I remember that I remember laying in bed and it was the very first time I, I thought about something I heard earlier. Um, I don't know if I heard it from a from a sermon or from a person, but especially down south, uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like, you know, um, people talking about God. It's called the Bible Belt. And so I you, you would always hear people talk about Jesus and everything, but it would just go in, in the ear and out the ear. It would just be like, you know, very cliche. And so I remember uh, at that moment thinking about this quote of whenever you turn, whenever you hit the bottom, turn to Jesus. And I remember this thought coming to me. I was laying in bed. It was very late at night. And I remember thinking about that at that moment and just saying, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I got nothing to lose. Why don't I, you know, read the Bible? But then it hit me. Wait a minute. I've never read the Bible seeking the Lord. I never once opened my Bible saying, okay, God, I want to know you. If anything, the only reason why I opened the Bible is because, you know, I was told to or because there was uh, like some giveaway at the at a church that I was visiting or attending. Um, so I wanted to win a prize. But I never once sat down and said, God, I want to know you. I want to know who you are. And, um, and it hit me, you know, for one, that I never did that. And so I was laying in bed and I said, okay, fine, you know, I'm going to read the Bible. You know, I got nothing else left. And, and I remember on my, um, on my, it was back in the day, it had the iPod touch. Uh, so it was basically an iPhone without the phone part. Um, but you can download apps. And one of the apps that I had downloaded, I guess it was the good thing to do was that I had the Bible app downloaded on my, uh, on my iPod. And so I go to my iPod app and I'm, I, I, I open up the Bible app and I don't know where to start. It hits me that like I know enough about the Bible to know Genesis starts off really interesting and you know God made everything and, and like you're seeing all this and you see how like like how we we chose we we re- chose to reject him except for choosing to allow what he said about us to be truth instead we wanted to make our own truth and and so I knew enough about that to know uh, you know all that but I also knew that it started to get there's parts of the beginning of the Bible that gets really boring and so I said you know I don't want to just start at the beginning but where do I turn to? And I remember thinking, you know, well, you know, all of my life, my name being Jonah, I've always heard about Jonah. I've heard about Jonah and, and how he was a prophet of God and, and the whole whale, you know, and maybe if you're listening to this and you've never really um, read the Bible, you 
probably have heard of Jonah and the whale. Um, it's kind of like, you know, very well known. And I remember always hearing people at school joke about, you know, oh yeah, Jonah, have you been swallowed by any whales? You know, like any whale joke that has ever existed was said about me. And so I remember when I was laying there in bed saying, okay, okay, fine. I'll turn to Jonah. I'll turn to Jonah. You know, I got nowhere else to start and I'll, I'll just start to Jonah. And so I'm reading Jonah and I'm reading it from the very first time. And at the time I didn't really know it, but looking back, I can clearly see it. I was reading Jonah for the very first time saying, you know what, God, I want to know you. I am desperate. I am so desperate. I am broken right now. So I was reading, I was reading the Bible in a different way than I ever read it before, except for reading it just to get facts or to try to prove something or to, um, to, you know, say, okay, God, are you real? Make yourself known. You know, it was more seeking and say, okay, 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 okay. I'm coming to you on your terms to say, you know, like if, if I come to you on your terms and that means I should get to know you, that, that, that you will meet me. I know you'll meet me. So I had this like little mustard seed, you know, without, you know, using the example mustard seed, but it was very, very small, just faith, just hope. Just hoping that there was something here because there nothing else worked. Nothing else can to fill that void that I felt within me. And so I'm reading Jonah and I'm reading with that little mustard seed of faith. And as I'm reading, I'm, I'm starting to see that, you know, God uh, called Jonah and said, hey, I want you to go to this town, of uh, this city of Nineveh and go there and tell them that for one, like, you know, if they do not start to obey and, and to follow me and seek me, then then they're going to be no more Then they're going to they're going to get the wrath that they deserve and they're going to get wiped out. And I didn't know it at that time, but I knew enough about Nineveh from what I've heard that Nineveh was basically like a, like if you would think of an, as an example of like ISIS or, or some type of terrorist state, that's what Nineveh was, especially to the, to the Israelites. They were just a nuisance in the sense they were, they were just wicked. And so he calls Jonah to go to this wicked city. Jonah hated the Ninevites. Why? Because the Ninevites were like wicked. And so Jonah says, no, I don't want to go. So he goes the complete opposite way. He gets on a boat and goes the complete opposite way. And he runs away from what God called him to do. Okay. As he's on the ship, a storm starts to brew. And Jonah's asleep on the bottom of the ship. Jonah was so numb to God and so in a way hostile to God that he was pretty much like sleeping through this storm. And I've been on a boat and I know like when that boat is shaking, you know, Jonah, the Bible says that he was sleeping on the bottom and everybody on top of the boat during that time, especially when it came to, um, to people who sailed and, and lived that life as Navy men, they were very superstitious, very superstitious. They would worship anything. They would believe anything. And so they're calling out to their gods saying like, look, deliver us, you know, um, you know, so they're making like, you know, altars and bowing and, and doing whatever they, they, they thought would, you know, communicate to, to their God to get the storm to stop and nothing is working. If anything is only getting worse. So eventually them being as superstitious as they were, they said, okay, well, uh, let's, is there anybody else on the boat that maybe has another God that we haven't already cried out to? And so they go down to the bottom of the boat and they get Jonah. Jonah's asleep. And they say, Jonah, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. So Jonah wakes up and they say, okay, look, there's this huge storm going on. Can you call to your God and ask him to stop this? And Jonah says, okay, I know the reason why all the storm is going on. It's because I ran away from God and I worship Yahweh. I worship the one true God. 
And I know that's the reason why it's going on. And so they were freaking out at this point. So they tried everything they could to try to get the, the boat to stop. They threw everything overboard. But eventually they went to Jonah and they were like, look, like, what can we, what can we do to get this to stop? And Jonah says, look, throw me overboard. If you throw me overboard, you know, then, then, you know, the Lord's going to get what he wants and this will all be done. And they didn't want to throw him overboard, but eventually they said, okay, fine, we'll throw you overboard. And so they throw Jonah overboard. At this point, I'm reading this. I'm laying in bed. Now, the book of Jonah is only three chapters. Very easy read. Uh, like, you can read through it, like, within, goodness, I want to say, like, five minutes. But it's a very quick read. And so I'm reading the book of Jonah, and, and that's all chapter one. Chapter two is when Jonah is sinking down. So he gets thrown overboard. And at this point, I'm thinking, for one, it hits me. Oh, my goodness. I am no different than Jonah. Like, I'm I'm literally, like, I don't care about the Lord at all. If anything, like, you know, the Lord could have been trying to speak to me, and I could have been ignoring it this whole time. But as I get to Jonah 2, Jonah 2, it was the, the chapter really changed things. Because as I'm reading, I'm, I'm reading how Jonah sank down. And the book of Jonah had to be written by Jonah because it's almost in an autobiography, like, autobiography way. And so Jonah's reflecting back on what has happened. And so he's writing it in a poetic way of how he's, he's sinking down. And at this moment, it hits me. Jonah is as good as dead. As good as dead. That he ran away from the Lord, the same Lord that was going to wipe out the Ninevites because the Ninevites were wicked. Jonah's just as wicked. And he deserves the exact same death that would have came on the Ninevites if they didn't repent. And at this point, it's too late. Jonah can't repent. Like, he's, he's already thrown himself over. If anything, he almost said, hey, kill me. Like, I'd rather die than to repent. Jonah had an opportunity on the boat to say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll obey you. Like, you know, yes, I, I know that when you call me to do something, that there's something behind that. Jonah didn't do that, though. He'd rather have died than to follow the Lord. And so I'm looking at it and reading this. I'm saying, look, there is no difference of this than, than, than where I'm at. So Jonah's sinking down, 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 down. And all of a sudden, there's, as Jonah's talking, he, he, you know, the fish comes up and he swallows them. And so Jonah's in this fish for three days and three nights, and he's just praying to God. And Jonah, too, is his prayer within the fish. So he's crying out to God, and he records what he prayed within the fish. And there's a very last line within Jonah 2, in chapter 2, where he says this. He says, you know, um, that yet again, I will look towards your holy temple. And so for a Jew to say, I'll look, you know, I'm going to think about your holy temple. That makes sense. They believe that, you know, they would go to the temple, produce a sacrifice. And through that sacrifice, they would be made um, that their sin would be covered by what, what has happened. That because they did something wrong, something innocent, innocent had to die to cover up what they did. And it was something that they did all the time. So they had this sacrificial system where they would they would sacrifice some innocent, like a dove or an animal, to try to cover up their their mistakes that they they that they rebelled against the Lord. And Jonah at this moment, you know, he's saying, "Yeah, I'll look again towards your holy temple." But then he says something very profound, and it hit me. He says, "This I'll look again towards your holy temple." Yet salvation comes from the Lord. Salvation, freedom, deliverance comes from the Lord. And at this moment, it hit me. Wait a minute. Salvation didn't come from Jonah's works or even his asking God to forgive him. Salvation can only come from God himself. 
And what Jonah was saying at that moment, he said, look, I know there's nothing I can do to get me myself out of this and make it right between me and you. There's nothing. I'm as good as dead. Some reason, though, you have produced a salvation through the fish to swallow me, to preserve my life. And I'm, I'm acknowledging the fact, for one, that I am where I'm at right now because you love me so much. You are trying to get my attention. For two, I'm identifying a bigger picture in the sense that all my life I thought that it was all that I had to do, 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 do to get, to get right with you. But in reality, I'm broken. I'm wicked. There's nothing I can do to, to earn a relationship with you. If anything, it's what you do for me, what you can do to, to reconcile this relationship and for me to have another shot and for me to be forgiven. And it hit me at that moment that, wait a minute, salvation comes from God. And I didn't really, I, I knew a little bit about Jesus and I knew a little bit about what the Bible said, but at this point I didn't really know anything. I wasn't raised in church. I'm reading Bible in my bedroom. And after I read that, I remember laying there just like it clicked. Salvation comes from the Lord. And from that night on in May of 2011, I would read my Bible every single night every single night and I started reading it just seeking him and I started hungering more and more and more for him and and one of the verses I read which became the to this day my favorite verses out of all of the Bible Psalms 139 verse 23 to 24 and Psalms 139 is written by a man named David he was the second king of Israel and David had a heart that was just seeking after God and he writes this in Psalms 139 he says this he says search me O God know my heart Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in your way everlasting. And I remember as I, as I read that, just thinking, wait a minute. Okay, David is asking God, search me, know my anxious thoughts. And it hit me. For me, I've shared this before if you've followed these episodes or followed this podcast at all. I've shared with you that I've always struggled. And even to this day, I struggle with anxiety. And so, especially at that time, one of the worst times of my life, I'm struggling with anxiety really bad. And so I'm reading David say, search me, oh God, know my heart, test me, know my anxious thoughts. And and I'm saying, God, who are you that you care about our anxious thoughts? Because right now I have two parents that, although they love me, they love me and they love us as, as a family and they're broken. I know that. But, but God, they, there's, they have so much that they're going through. They would not be able to fully say, okay, Jonah, share with me your anxiety. Share with me how you're feeling because they're broken as well. And I'm saying, God, who are you that you are God of this universe, but you care enough about my anxious thoughts when my own parents couldn't care as much? And it's not saying anything bad about my parents. It's just where they were at. They had so much on their plate, it's hard to care about anything else really that's going on when you're processing your own anxious thoughts by saying, God, you know every single person's heart, every single person's mind, but you care? And that's when I that's when it hit me as well. Like, God, you love us. And so that was May. And the the moment that I, I finally said, you know what, I'm done. It came in June. So within this, it was May, April, or March, April, May, and then June. And it was in June, with June, and I, I wish I knew the day exactly. I think it was like June 7th, but it was June. And I remember the girl that I broke up with, I still try to be friends with because, you know, even at that time, I, I didn't want to hurt anybody. I didn't want any uh, conflict in that way. So I tried to be friends with her and I tried just to, uh, you know, I didn't understand why I did what I did, but I was still trying to, you know, be friends with her and be there for her. And so I remember one time we were on the phone and 
I, I, you know, I was talking with her and she shared with me, she's like, Hey Jonah, do you know this coach that's at our high school? And she gave me his name. I said, yeah, of course. You know, like he was, uh, he was one of the, um, he's one of the student teachers in in my history class. And she's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And at this time we were junior in high school. Um, so we were 17. Um, I just turned 17. I think, I think she was probably 17 as well. Um, but she said, Hey, um, well, like, I gave him my number and I was like, oh shoot, you know, like you probably don't want to do that. You know, like that's where stuff gets in the news and everything. And she's like, no, it's okay. And everything. But like, I think we're going to go on a date. And I remember just trying to plead with her, like, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Um, you know, like this isn't right. You know, like give it a couple years, you know, like we're still young, you know, um, and everything, but she's like, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And I remember we got off the phone and for some reason that was the, that was the moment where I broke and I looked at everything going on in my life and everything that, that I, I, that I, that I, that I went through and all the times that I, I just like in that situation with her said, okay, no, I'll be fine. And I did things the way I wanted to do it and everything. And, and at this point I've been reading the Bible every night. So I knew I was broken. I knew I, I rebelled against God every single day. And I knew that, like, that, that I tried to, you know, be a good guy, but in reality I was broken. I was, I was wicked within my heart. And so at this moment, I, I, I was in my bed and I was just sobbing, 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 sobbing because I was broken over my own sin, my own rebellion, but I was also broken about everything that was going on. And I remember literally being in the fetal position in bed and just rocking like back and forth, back and forth. At this point, it was like midnight and uh, there was nobody else in my room. I shared a room with my little brother, but he wasn't in there that night. He was sleeping in another room in the house. Um, which even that, you know, it's no coincidence, but I'm laying in bed and I'm, I'm just rocking back and forth and I'm, I, I, I just hit a wall. I was broken. I mean, talking about mental, mental, you know, health, my mental health was probably way off the chart. I was, I was done. I was hitting this like wall and I was resorting back to like a little kid. And I was just, I was just saying literally on, on repeat, just repeat over and over and over. I say, Lord, take this from me. 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 I just kept calling out the name of the Lord and saying, Lord, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. You know, take this from me. Take this from me. And 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 there was just this endless loop. I literally was going insane. I was saying the same things, expecting a different result, but nothing was happening. But I was just crying out. I had nothing else to do. There was nowhere else I can turn. I couldn't go to my parents. Couldn't go to my friends. I couldn't go to my relationships. I was done. There was nothing else that I. I could turn to and I thought I thought back to that that Martin Luther quote that whatever your heart confides in and finds comfort in that is your God and all these gods that I made of everything else and all these other things I worshiped whether it be music you know I shared last episode how music was very important in, in, in my life and music or video games or people or or relationship all these things I I looked at them to save me but at this moment I said look only you salvation comes from the Lord and I'm calling your name save me and I remember getting out of bed. I don't know what led me out of bed because honestly, that night it was kind of cold. <laughs> you know, believe it or not, it was. It gets cold in South Carolina sometimes, but it was cold. And I remember getting out of bed, 
and not even caring in the fact that it was cold or, or anything. I got out of bed. I got on my knees. And I remember, um, as crazy as this, this sounds, I'm, I'm a very curious guy. So um, growing up, I would always research things. And around this time, I researched this. Um, I, 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 was, I was researching like certain politicians because I was really big into politics at that time. And in, I think it was in the 80s, this politician gave a press conference. And um, during this press conference, he killed himself on live national television. And I saw this on YouTube around this, this time of my life in 2011. I saw this around on, on YouTube. And I remember just seeing the aftermath of what he did when he shot himself. And just seeing the amount of blood that was within, within him. And as I was crying and as I was there on the floor, I was thinking about that for some reason. I was thinking about that as crazy as that sounds. I was thinking about that and thinking about all the blood that was rushing out of him after he pulled the trigger. And thinking about all the tears that I was crying at that moment. And how it was just the tears were flowing and the snot was flowing and just as 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 just as powerful as that and at that moment I was literally thinking in the back of my head God like I am as good as dead right now like that I had nothing left I have nothing left God I am not gonna leave this floor until I until I meet you I am done I don't want to just know about you I want to ex- I want to I want to meet you I want to experience you like if you are who you say you are and at this point I knew who Jesus was I was reading every every day I was reading the gospels you know Matthew Mark Luke and John and, and I was reading this. I knew God loved us. And I said, God, I need to feel that. And I remember at that, at that moment, I said, Lord, take my life. I am done. I'm done. Forgive me. Forgive me. I made a mess out of my life. And I remember just like on my knees, just, just shaking like crazy. And I'm not trying to like, you know, make this like any more like powerful than what it was. But literally, I'm bringing you into this moment. But as I'm shaking there, and it just happened like a flash. When I said, Lord, take my life, I'm done. What's so crazy is that at that moment, I just had absolute peace, a peace, a, a peace that truly goes beyond all understanding. And at this time, I didn't know the Bible verse that talks about that, <laughs> you know, that, you know, that, that he gives us a peace that goes far beyond all understanding. And at that moment, I didn't know about that verse, but I felt this peace and, and, and I threw up my hands and I started bowing. And then all of a sudden, I, I, all of a sudden, not only did I feel peace, but I felt joy. And to explain what joy feels like, joy is not what you get that fuzzy feeling when you're with a girl that you love. Joy is not a feeling where you get where you get that thing you always wanted for birthday, for your birthday or for Christmas. You know, joy is not this this happy feeling that someone gives you. At this moment, I never once felt joy. Never once felt joy. And I, I was someone who laughed all the time. And I was someone who, who was happy all the time. And, you know, even though I struggled with anxiety, I was someone who was always the life of the party to say. And But I never felt joy. And at this moment when I cried out to Jesus, I said, Lord, take my life. I'm done. I felt joy. And I started laughing. And even though I was crying the exact same amount, like the, the tears and the snot was flowing, I felt this joy. And during this joy, I was laughing. And I literally said, you know, thank you God thank you God thank you God I was bowing right there in front of my bed and I'll never forget it I I feel like even talking with you now I feel like I'm back in that moment but goodness gracious I remember just saying Lord take my life I'm done and feeling that joy 
And I remember just worshiping for the very first time from my heart, not just repeating a song that 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 somebody was singing, you know, um, some type of uh, song that a church was singing, or or you know, or or reading a Bible verse, or or filling a Bible verse that makes me feel good. But I was truly worshiping, and what that means and what that felt like was everything within me was crying out for everything that He was, everything within me. I was nothing. I was nothing in that moment, and I started to feel all that he, all that he had—the peace and 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 the grace and the forgiveness and the healing. I started to just—I was laughing and sobbing at the same time. And I remember from that moment on, I I, I remember went to bed and I slept like a baby. I, I I remember just like going back to bed and I wrote something on my iPod. Um, because like I knew something happened like that like this is like like I never felt this in my life never you know like and I I wrote down like basically I said like Jonah everything is going to be okay but in reality everything wasn't okay but it was just like that went far beyond all of my circumstances that everything that I was going through when I met Jesus when when I said Lord take my life I'm done I didn't care about it anymore I didn't care about what was going on in my family or or the relationships or my failures or anything. I didn't care. It was gone. It was like it was washed away. And even though I woke up the next day and my family was still fighting and, and they were still seeking a divorce and, and the relationship was still the same with the woman and she was still going on a date with the teacher and, and, and all this other stuff that was going on, I remember literally waking up and feeling like I was like I was just born. Like, I remember waking up and just, like, I didn't talk at all that day for the most part. I was just, like, observing everything. I remember listening to music in the car on the way to school. And it was, you know, the exact same songs I listened to on the radio for all my life. But I'm listening to it now in a, in a with, like, different ears. Like, I'm hearing things I never heard before. Like, whenever they would talk about things that were just nasty. Like, before, I didn't even care. It didn't even phase me. But now I'm listening to it and I'm like, whoa. Like, oh, goodness. Like, that's, ugh, you know, and, 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 and I started to hear things I never heard before. And I remember when it hit me that something happened, I remember I was in the, it was, I was in the hallway and this was the very end of junior year. So, um, so it was exam week. I remember walking towards one of my classes. I had a couple exams that day. It was like a half day. I was walking to one of my classes and this, this woman was passing me by and I, I don't remember her name. I, I don't really remember her face, but I remember her passing me by and I would always wave or, or smile or say hey to, to people. That's just how my personality is. And so, you know, it, it didn't really surprise me, but like she's passed by. I was like, oh, hey, you know, oh, hey, how, how you doing? You know, um, but as I did that, all of a sudden out of nowhere, as she smiled back at me and everything, but out of nowhere, I just said, you know, this girl's hurting. This girl's broken. And I remember like passing her by and like I wanted to cry. <laughs> like she smiled though. It made no sense. Like she smiled at me. But deep down within, I was like, whoa, something going on. And and I started to realize, like, wait a minute, there there's something different about me. And I didn't really know it at that time. But it's exactly what I just read in Ephesians 3, where, where Paul's saying, look, like the, like the Spirit of God is going to strengthen you with power. And that that Christ, verse 17, Ephesians 3, 17, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the height and depth and, and width that, that the love of Christ that surpasses all your knowledge that you may be filled to all fullness with God. 
And I didn't know that verse at the time, but that is exactly what I was feeling. At that moment, I said, wait a minute, Lord, when I cried out and said, Lord, take my life, Lord, like you are with me now. Like, Lord, you are showing me things. And, and I didn't know what the Bible talked about when Jesus was talking to the man in Luke 3 saying like, look, like you have to be born again. And it, and I was saying, Lord, Lord, like I've been born again. Like I'm, I'm new. And from that moment on, I, I just had this hunger to know who he was and to grow in that. And, and that's where it all began in the sense of like growing and saying like, look, Lord, like, like I need to know who you are. And every, all I ever wanted to do at that point on was just to read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible. And I had this relationship. It was no longer just a list of you do this, don't do this. You know, this is what being a good, you know, quote unquote Christian looks like. And, you know, make sure that you look good and do good things. But it was, I didn't care about that anymore. But all I cared about was knowing who Jesus was and knowing who I was because I felt alive. I, I felt like, like I had purpose and identity. Identity. And, and, and even though everything was still going on and I was still going through and wrestling through the fact that my parents getting divorced, to be very honest with you, all I ate during that summer was like crackers and water. Like I, I, I was suffer I was going through a depression at that time of what was going on in my family and, and, and it's just crazy stuff that like, oh goodness, if I shared all that with you, like just crazy stuff I wouldn't wish upon anybody. But so I was still going through stuff, but at the same time I, I wasn't alone anymore. Like I, I it was just crazy. Goodness. I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm geeking out as I would say, but like that, that was something I would never forget. And from that moment on, all I wanted to know was, uh, all I wanted to do is know him. And I, I want to end here for the sake of time. But what I want to share with all this and my hope through sharing all this is that no matter where you are at, may we remember that really all that matters is Christ. All that matters. All this stuff that we worry about and stress about will fade away. Our lives are temporary and you matter so much. The Lord cares about your anxious thoughts. He cares so much. He does. But he cares more about your hearts, your heart than your circumstances. He cares more about who you're depending on. And, and he cares more about who you're worshiping and who, who's your God than he cares about anything, any lip service we can give him, anything good we can say about him, anything on the outside that looks good. He cares so much more about your heart and my heart. And, and I want to encourage you, no matter where you're at, we can call upon the name of Jesus and he will meet us and he is real and that he is not dead. But literally eight years from that moment, or seven years, yeah, sorry about that, seven years, seven years from that moment, he is just as real to me now as he was then. And we've been through highs and lows in my relationship with Christ. That, that there's been times I feel him close and sometimes I, I just feel like I'm rebelling and all these things. But through the process of journaling, I can go back and read all these moments to say, God, you are with me. You are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful. So talking about patchwork, that what is what is in your life? What have you been through that maybe you haven't yet surrendered to Jesus? What What is it that maybe you're going through where maybe you haven't said, you know what, Lord, I've been focusing on the wrong things. Lord, work on my heart. Help me, help my heart break for what breaks yours. Lord, help me see this through your eyes and not through just my own eyes and my own understanding and my own control and my own ability. That I am so, I am so glad. I, I, I can't even give enough words to say that literally all I have is Christ. 
all I have is because of Christ. All of my talents, all of my abilities, all of all of who I am, my personality, it all is because of Jesus. All is because of Jesus. That yes, I'm still the same person you know, with the same personality as before I met Jesus, but like it's so refined. It's so just renewed, almost like a stone that's in a creek that over time just becomes smooth. That because of the spirit of God that's in me, when I cried out and said, Lord, take my life, that he is, he is making me into a masterpiece. And, and that's something that I can never have done on my own. And I want to invite you to do the exact same thing. You are not a lost cause. You you matter so much. You mean so much. And you are so much more loved than anything, anybody on this planet or anything can ever tell you. That your worth goes far beyond anything that anybody can attribute to you here on this earth. But you have a worth. Why? Because you were made in the image of, 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 of our God. And he loves you so much that he gave his life in order for you to know him. That salvation comes from God. Like Jonah said in the bottom of the fish. He understood at that moment salvation comes from God and we know that salvation comes from God that the, the God who became flesh and dwelt among us and his name is Jesus and he lived the perfect life to become the ultimate sacrifice so no longer does something innocent have to die in order for something broken to be made pure but through his innocence we are made pure and no longer do when God looks at us does he see our sin but when we surrender to Jesus he sees his son why because we say Jesus take my life my identity my control all the all who i am is yours and and i am just so excited for what the lord can do and will do in your life that no matter where you're at call out to him he is there and he loves you he is the same yesterday today and forever I just want to ask if I could pray with you, and uh, and we'll close this uh, this time. Thank you so much for being a part of this. As, as as even though this has been very long, but at the same time, like uh, I mean that with all my heart. There's nothing I can. There's nothing better that I can use my time with than to tell you the fact that you can know Jesus. You can know your Creator, Savior, and Sustainer. That He is real and He loves you. Let's pray real quick. Oh, goodness, <laughs> goodness gracious, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you that you are real. Thank you that we're just not some accident, Lord, that we didn't just come from some universal accident, but God, that we are made by a creator who knows us and loves us, and that, Lord, you have made a way when there was no way for us to know you because of our rebellion, God. When we when we could care less about you, you cared for us, God. When we rejected you, Lord, you chose us. Lord, thank you. Lord, I pray for those that right now are listening this or watching this, whatever, what can feel like a literal hell that's going on in their hearts and their minds and their lives, their circumstances, God, will you meet them like you met me on, on the floor of my room, God? Please meet them. Become real to them. Let them know that you are there. Lord, do not leave them like you find them, God. Do not leave me like you find me, Lord. Lord, continue to grow me. Help us grow. Help us become more like you through your spirit, not through our ability, God. Help us surrender to you more and more daily, day by day by day. Lord, you are faithful. Thank you for who you are and what you've done. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm not going to have any ending music um, that normally we have on the podcast, but 
But if this if this has blessed you, if this has met you where where you were, and and, and something through this this conversation produced something within you, please let me know. I want to be a part of it. I'm excited for you. I pray for you. Not only that, but share it with somebody else that could be blessed by this. But but do not let this end with you. But let this be a catalyst of change and of life that could go far into the darkness and the chaos. That there truly can be a color that can come out of this chaos and can only be found through Jesus. Thank you so much for taking your time to be a part of this. God bless you. You have a great day, and we are in this together.